Hey guys, it's Pinpoint309, back with a new episode. This is going to be part three, the final part in this three-part series of interviewing uh, each of us to dive a little bit deeper into yep. our lives. Um, today, we're going to be looking into the life of Will, um, the experiences that shaped him, and you know, uh, the life he's lived so far. Yeah. So I want to start off, dive right into it. Will, if you had to pick one dessert, like you know, you're craving something sweet, you could pick any dessert in the world. Like what? What do you go into? It's a tough question, Ryan. Um, man, one dessert in the whole world. I've never had fondue, but I know that's popular. But I, so I, I can't say that because I've never had. It's a little overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Okay. I'd say, oh man, I tell you what, you cannot go wrong with a good strawberry cheesecake. Hmm. It's kind of basic, sure, but okay. a good strawberry cheesecake is delicious. Just plain strawberry. Yeah, just a plant, I mean, a, a I good mean, yeah. strawberry or raspberry, I suppose. Or maybe this is a better way of thinking about it. If you could only eat dessert, one dessert the rest of your life, mm. what are you picking? One dessert for the rest of my life. Are you still sticking with strawberry cheesecake? I might. I mean, strawberry cheesecake's delicious. It's either that or brownies. I like brownies, too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just thought, my grandma, my mom's mom, mm-hmm. she made, I believe it's called Kringle, raspberry Kringle. Yeah. That is delicious. Okay. It's delicious. Have you guys ever had that? No. I don't think okay. so. Well, but I'm getting hungry just talking about all this it's, stuff. Uh, you know like the apple turnovers they have here? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. somewhat similar-ish to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try those sometime. Yeah. Oh, man. those. So I might, I might say that for one dessert for the rest of my life. Oh. oh I don't know. There's a lot, though. Mm. I don't know. Sugar cookies, though? Hey, I, know, yeah. I know you like those. I'm right a big fan. I mean, yeah. You're, you're talking the right... You're preaching to the choir right now. I know. Yeah, sure. let's move on from dessert. <laughs> yeah. let's, get little, let's get to the, the meat of the episode. Um, over the last couple of episodes, you guys have gotten to hear a little bit about um, Ryan and I's families. We're going to kind of start there with Will, too, today. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Will, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about the family dynamic of the Dorch household. Sure. And go a little deeper after you tell us a little bit about it in terms of like what each relationship looks like. Yeah. Well, starts off with the head of the household, Big B. We got Brian. That's my dad. Uh, he's, I mean, he's been a huge role model influence on my life, mm-hmm. but uh, that's dad. And then we've got Mama Lisa. That's my mom. She also has been a huge role model in my life. She is... Oh, she's so sweet. She's hilarious. She's funny. All the, all the good stuff. We Baby. Can, yeah, my mom. Any, if you guys know my mom, you know that anytime she meets you, she's like, "So nice to meet you, baby." Like, How are you doing, baby? Yeah, yeah. My mom, she's great. Yeah, she. I heard she has a pretty good uh, Brooklyn accent. She right? does. Yeah. She is. She's not from Brooklyn at all, but she does a great Brooklyn accent. Mm-hmm. She used to terrorize me with it as a kid. I hated it, but I like it now. It's funny. Good. Anyway, and then there's there's Catherine, my sweet little sis, and she. Let's see, she's a junior in high school this year, mm-hmm. and she is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. And she doesn't even do it intentionally. She's just naturally funny, and it's I love mm-hmm. it. And for the listeners, if you have never seen Will's sister, she looks just like him. So we always give him, I always give him a hard time about it. He doesn't think so. He always tells me no. Yeah. But they are, like if I, if there was a female Will, it'd be Catherine. Oh, totally. Yeah, 100%. Totally. 
And Catherine and I don't think we look alike either, but uh, everybody else on the street, they'll be like, oh, you know, they know it's my sister yeah. Im- mm. immediately. Yeah. So anyway, those are the three in the fam, and I cannot forget Brody and Bella, two little sweet puppies. Uh, they are both little kick dogs, Bichon Fries, <laughs> and they are, Bella is the bigger one. She is, I think, maybe 15 pounds, maybe. Oh, and maybe. she is the sweetest little thing. She will cuddle with you. She will hop on your lap. Mama, my, my mom is definitely her favorite, though. Not even close. Gotcha. Aren't they rescue dogs? They are rescue dogs. We picked them up in Iowa somewhere. Okay. And I, when we were driving there, I was like, this is too far to get dogs. So I was like, we're going to name them too far and too long. But <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Then we got them, and I was like, these are so sweet. And then Brody, he's the little, he's the little guy. He's the mischievous one. He, they're both, I think, four. Yeah. And Brody, he just doesn't learn. He just barks. And he's better now, but he used to bark all the time, and he has eaten a book of mine and loves crayons and chapstick. Okay. So which one do you think is, like, like, which one's your favorite, I guess? Ooh, my favorite. Do you have a favorite? I mean, maybe you can't pick your favorite, but... It's hard to pick a favorite dog. Bella, if I want to, like, just chill... Bella is definitely the favorite because she will not try and sniff and eat my chapstick. She'll just lay down with Mm me. But if I want to have some fun and run around, Brody's the guy. For sure. Brody will run around and chase everything. Yeah. Do you have, like, favorite, look back on, like, when you were younger, even uh, throughout high school or whatever, do you have favorite memories with your family members? Um, Yeah, tough question. Favorite memories. Um, Man. I don't know if I have a favorite necessarily. I think just the day in and day out kind of, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to pick a favorite. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, it's hard, hard to pick. It I, is. Yeah. I understand it. It's understandable, bro. You, uh, in the previous episodes, you've talked about how much you love cars. I do love and cars. I guess maybe expand on like what other shows and movies you liked Ooh, as a kid yeah. and yeah. Because I know uh, Cars is up there, for sure. Oh, yeah. Cars is in my top five movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Not just childhood. All time. Y'all heard me. All time. Hmm. So I'd say Cars is up there. I don't even really know if that started my love for Cars. That didn't start until middle school, I don't think, is when I really started. Maybe even early high school when I started getting into Cars. But, yeah. Um, that movie, when I was a child, was definitely number one. Lightning McQueen was my dog. And then, let's see, uh... Middle school and high school, even to, I still love watching it. Uh, Psych with mm-hmm. Sean Spencer. Come on, and, son. Yeah, you already know. And Gus, those guys are hilarious. The writers for that show, absolutely genius. Absolutely. Uh, love that show. I'm trying to think what else did I wa- like watching. Um, when I was a kid, you know, Star Wars was big, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, I know that's your stuff right there, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me think. What else did I watch? Um, oh, I loved tractors. Love yeah. tractors. Yeah. John Deere? Yeah. Oh, John Deere. Oh, I had yeah. John Deere everything. I, I even had a John Deere blanket or sheets maybe. I don't remember. But yeah. Okay. John Deere was the stuff when I was a kid. I even, oh, I had a little, uh, man, what's it called? Uh, what is that thing called? That's like a, oh, my mom knows what it's called. It's like a, what is that called? It's like a, you sit in it, it's like a, it's got like a hood, and it's got a, the bed of it's kind of like a truck, but it's for kids. You know what I'm talking about? Like a, I feel like it starts with T. Anyway, 
Wagon? No, it wasn't. Like you could drive it. You could drive oh, it. Oh, it was it motorized? Yeah. Oh. It, it had a big battery, like a yeah. battery. Oh, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. You know yeah, what I'm talking I had the, about? I had a little John Deere tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had one of those, and it was John Deere, and I drive yeah. that around. Was it ever like, whenever we had one, it was always dead. No, it was never charged. Well, I think ours worked for the most part. Okay. Yeah, we always kept it. It must have been, yeah, I don't know. Well, Zach also was mm. a, a mischievous child. Yeah, yeah. Jack, or Jack. Zach probably yeah. drove it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to ask you now, like, like where you grew up, like Leroy, I know mm-hmm. you're from there. Can you kind of describe, like, how it was living up there? and just, Sure. Yeah, like, what is Leroy, too? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell the listeners. Yeah. So, 309 is the area code for where we're all from. Uh, that's central Illinois. And I grew up in a town called Leroy, small town, uh, maybe 3,000 people, something like that. And uh, the Panthers... And, uh, let's see, I was there for, I, well, I lived there my whole life up until moving to Rapid City, but, um, I went to Cornerstone, transferred elementary schools and started there in fifth grade. And that's when I met Kate mm-hmm. and then I met Ryan in sixth grade, but I loved it. I loved growing up there. Um, it felt small at times for sure, but I mean, I did the best with what I had. I had a gym there that was close to the house, just a block down the street. So when I got a little old enough to go there by myself, I was there all the time. And it's just kind of a small farming community, but it's about 20 minutes out of Bloomington Normal, which is where the big, the bigger city is. That's where Bloomington Normal is. And so, I mean, it was just a little drive to get to everything. But I spent most of my time in Bloomington other than sleeping, I think, yeah. and just mm-hmm. eating at the house. But, yeah, after after moving to Cornerstone, switching schools, I spent most of my time in Blono, I think. Yeah, I think it's funny you bring that up. I was actually curious, do you know why you switched schools? Like, do you know why your parents wanted you to go to Cornerstone that year in fifth grade? And then after that, tell us a little bit about what the transition was like. Sure. Well, um, I don't necessarily know their exact reasoning. I know they wanted me to go to a Christian school because uh-huh. Leroy is, I mean, it's a public school. It's right. Not, not a Christian school. So I know they wanted me to go to a Christian school, but uh, outside of that, I don't really know. I mean, Cornerstone's expensive. Right. So, I mean, they they got that figured out somehow. I don't know the details on that. Did you... But, you had a good experience at Leroy, though, right? I did. Well, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Um, my last year there before before moving, uh, my fourth grade year or third grade year, whatever it was, wasn't great. Okay. Just mm-hmm. bad influences on my life, really. Yeah. So, Yeah. But outside of that, I had a, I had a lot of fun. My best friend Garrett, shout out if you're listening to this, and Tyson, don't forget Tyson. Us three all kind of grew up together. My mom would uh, babysit both of them when I was little, so yeah. she could stay at home with me. And so uh, those guys were my those guys were my guys growing up. We would go out and play tractors and dig holes in the dirt for no reason at all. And yep. Just doing kid stuff. But yeah, so I went to school with them, and I was I was super mad when. I was moving to Cornerstone because I was like, I want to be with all my friends. I want to be with Garrett and Tyson. So Mm -hmm. anyway, but then you asked me about the transition, what that was like. So uh, moving to Cornerstone, fifth grade, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. And then uh, after probably the first, first maybe couple months I was there, I would say first two or three months, uh, it started to get better. Basketball started Mm -hmm. and it was like my first real school ball I'd ever played. And so I got to know Cade right away. He was the first person that I talked to when I got there. So he and he was like, welcome. And then I sat next to him in class. And uh, that was good. Uh, but I remember I hated it at first. I had to write a letter about something. It was first class. And I wrote a letter about how I hated Cornerstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I wanted to go back to Leroy. But 
Mrs. Scott. Yeah, that was, was a mi- great teacher. Mrs. Scott's class. Yep. Yep. And so I had, and then I remember Mrs. Scott and I talked about it, and uh, I don't remember what the outcome was, but I just remember I hated it. And then she was, I remember she was always trying to, you know, get me involved and pray for me and stuff yeah. like that, which was good. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I, I have another question. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask. We didn't answer this in any of our episodes, but was it? You know, Cornerstone kind of prides itself in being like a college preparatory school. Mm-hmm. When you got there, did you find it being like academically a lot harder, like the load and the material and stuff? I remember the material that we covered was harder. I didn't necessarily feel that the load was as much, okay. partly because I think we was just fifth graders. Yeah. But I remember, I remember, I was really struggling with math. Okay. Math and science were horrible. I, I mean, to this day, those are my worst classes. Yeah. And so I just remember really, really struggling with math, and that sucked. Yeah, fifth but grade year was, it was tough. I, I don't even know what math like. we were taking fifth grade. Probably just fifth grade math. Yeah. But, or sixth grade math, because we were a year ahead. But right. Anyway, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Well, I kind of want to next ask, like, you you know, transition to CCA, and then mm-hmm. you talked about being able to play school ball. I know mm-hmm. sports are a really big thing for you. Could you kind of talk about, you know, even just, you know, being able to have the opportunity to play at Cornerstone and just basketball in general like how how did that you know shape you yeah exactly. sure well so i gotta give a little bit of context before i talk about that i was a part of this summer um program called the it was something rangers the reflex rangers maybe okay. i think is what it was called and we would go out and just it was like a little summer daycare kind of deal and one of the camp counselors or the counselor people um one day we were out sitting by the swings on a nice sunny day and he showed me on his phone videos of Michael Jordan. Yeah. And I remember that and I was always a baseball player before this happened. Baseball was my thing as a kid. And I remember I saw that video of Michael Jordan on my phone and his career highlights or something, I'm sure, on YouTube. And I remember like it clicked just like that. I was like, Nope, I'm doing basketball. Mm-hmm. And so I played baseball maybe one more year and I was done after that. And then ever since then basketball is my thing. So knowing that, I was super excited to start basketball at Cornerstone. I was I was super excited. I, I remember I even I remember sitting or standing by the lockers and I was asking Kate, I was like, What's a scrimmage? Because Kate was telling me we have scrimmage tonight and I was like, What is that? And so that was I just remember going to that for the first time. I started in, I started in a hoodie and I remember we were running down backs in a hoodie and I took that hoodie off so fast. <laughs> and it was, I was really excited though, man. I mean, I, I was my first time really playing basketball and I was so uncoordinated, so unathletic. Oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. But I remember just loving every second of it because I knew it was, I was playing basketball and that's what I wanted to do. So I mean, I remember initially that was my reaction to it. Oh, yeah. I was just super excited. Yeah. Super, super excited. Well, like, for those of you who don't know, Will is probably one of the hardest working people that I know. He, I mean, he puts so many hours in to basketball and, you know, even training his body physically. And the amount of improvement that he had in basketball was insane. Like, he <laughs> went from someone that were like, oh, you wouldn't think would be that good. And then by the, you know, middle school and even into high school, he just dominated. You know, he, the way I remember practices, I always hated when he guarded me because he would just be up all in your face the entire time. You know, he, he kind of played with this kind of swagger and stuff too. And so it was, whenever I saw that you were, you were, you know, coming up to guard me, I was, I was like, oh man, like it's going to be, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a tough day. So. <laughs> I did take part in my defense. That's for sure. That's for sure. So I guess a good like bounce off question 
from that would be looking back on your basketball career, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what kind of, what would you say, like, are the lessons you've learned? Mm-hmm. How has it, like, grown you? You know, you grew as a basketball player, but how have you grown as a man? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that have played a part in that? Yeah. And, yeah, just kind of expand upon that. Sure. Um, a couple things I've learned over the course of my career, and I never played college, and there's a story behind that, but we can get into that later if we want to. Um, let's see. First thing I would say that I learned would just be hard work, but I think that comes more from my dad than it does from basketball. I mean, you have to you have to work hard in basketball, but I think that work work ethic comes from my dad. Um, but I guess you can play that into basketball too. Um, I'd say another thing would be communication skills, not necessarily on court stuff, but talking with your coaches and making sure that you guys are on the same page and you know where you're at, um, in any organization in life too, just being able to communicate well with your peers and with the people above you. Um, those are two big ones right there, just working hard and then communicating clearly. Um, if I think of another one, I'll come back to it, but I'm going to bounce over to, um, your second question was people. Influence. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is a component of you growing as like a man in sure. basketball? Oh yeah, that's right. You asked me about that. Um, growing as a man kind of ties back into that, um, communication mostly. I was, I was not a great communicator mm-hmm. and I kept a lot of things to myself. So I think just being able to communicate with your coaches and with your teammates is um, that's a big one. So I think that that kind of helped grow me as a man, just uh, being learning to communicate well. And then I think I'm gonna go over to people of influence now. I think uh, let me see. Boy, I think we got to start with Coach Smith and Coach Witt. They they started it. They started. Wind, it. wind. No, oh, every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Oh man. Why do I still know that play? Uh-huh. I oh, still yeah. know I haven't heard that, man. That brings back so many memories. Wind. Oh man. Box one, box one. We ran that wind play for what four years? Oh man. <laughs> I think yeah. we did run it in high school. Yeah. Didn't we? Well, fifth Cyclone grade through too. eighth grade for sure. I know we ran it freshman year yeah. at least. Or no, maybe we didn't. I don't. I think remember. we renamed it. Yeah. I think we. Oh, ice cream. It was like what? Ice cream. I don't remember. That's okay. Dang. Anyway, Coach Coach Smith and Coach uh, Witt they started it all for me. They were our coaches in middle school and uh, yeah, I'm in through high school too, but. Uh, in high school, they weren't our head coaches anymore, but um, they started all. I mean, they're the ones who really started to develop my skills, and I mean, I got to say, shout out to Coach Smith for the ball handling. I hated it every practice, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I learned how to dribble, and that was, I mean, that was that's what set the foundation for everything else that came after that is knowing right. how to dribble. Mm-hmm. And so, I would say, too, like, from what, from what we know about Will, as Ryan alluded to earlier, he works really hard. A lot of the things that... We did a practice. Will was actually the player to do on his own at home when the coaches asked us to. Like most, most of them would be like, "You guys should be doing these things, like you know, getting in shape, getting better." And for most fifth, sixth grade, even seventh, eighth grade guys, we were just like, "Oh, I got homework and other stuff, right?" Mm-hmm. Will would go home and pick up his torn apart basketball and dribble it. He was that he loved it, loved the game that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. But um, I'm gonna keep talking about people yeah. for a second. But it, I mean, it's true. I mean, I would, I not necessarily right after practice, right. but I, you know, I was definitely spending some time on my own. 
Um, man, Coach Shippert, uh, he, if you're listening to this, you have been the biggest influence on me as a basketball player. Um, I mean, I mean, really simply, just a great demonstration and a great um, role model for what it looks like to be a God-fearing man who is ultra-competitive and uh, cares about the people around him. So just a great example of those things. And without even necessarily communicating it directly, just the indirect communication um, with how you treated people and everything that goes into that as a basketball coach was, was crucial, and that shaped me for sure. I mean, it's no secret we did not like each other at first. I'm, I, I'm sure he thought I was too cocky, and I was. And I thought I deserved to play more. But we grew through that, and then uh, we have a great relationship now. So um, he's been a big influence on me throughout high school for basketball, for sure. Yeah. And I'm other guys, too, not just me. I know everybody who played under him is very thankful for him. So I think it's also important to note, like you talked about basketball, but, you know... Soccer was also a big thing at Cornerstone, and there was a year where we just we lost a lot of seniors. We didn't have a lot of guys. We needed people to come to our team and really, you know, help us with the back defensive line. You know, our def- I played goalie, so I needed, you know, I was a little concerned about this year. I needed some people to step up, be physical in the back line. And you know what? Will actually stepped up, and he played soccer for the first the first time. His um was it junior year? Junior year, yeah. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that? I can't even believe that we're talking about this. I, for those who know me, you know I hate soccer. I always have. <laughs> I always hated it. I would make fun of the soccer guys because I'd be like, you guys are grass fairies, blah, 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 blah. And they needed guys. And so they wanted me to come out to this summer thing. And I was always fairly athletic. And so people were trying to get me to come out. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. I talked. I told my mom and dad about it. They were like, "Oh, you should just try it. You should try it." You know, it was during summer at this time, so they had a little like summer training for a week long. Not, nothing technically sanctioned. And so I was like, "All right, I wasn't gonna do it." My mom even offered me money to go do it. She was like, "I'll. This will be your first contract." Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much? Nil nil deal. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, "I'll give you fifty bucks to be your first sports contract ever if you just go try it." And I was like, hey. "No, no, no." So I even turned her down for that, for just a week. Right. And eventually I wound up doing it, and she didn't pay me, so I kind of got screwed anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I ended up, the, after that week, I was like, you know, that wasn't that bad. And so then I was like, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, really? It's just going to get me in shape for basketball, mm-hmm. and I get to hang out with my friends, because a lot of my friends were on the soccer team. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'll do it. And honestly it might be one of the most fun seasons i've ever had we didn't win a ton of games we were what a little over 500 probably yeah yeah i think so so i mean right. we were okay and i mean it was just so fun because i got the truck kids oh he was a dog it was, was so fun how how was uh was coaching up an app an influence on you at all or had not you... as much as shipper i just didn't get to spend <clears throat> a lot of time with coach Knapp. right sure i think if i had been there all four years <clears throat> and playing soccer yeah. i think that would have changed but and I just spent, didn't spend a lot of time with him. Like, all I've heard of Coach Knapp is amazing things. Oh, yeah. Like, every player mm-hmm. has has high praise for him, and he's a, re- a really cool guy. Yeah. You know, I've talked to him a few times, yeah. too. But yeah, I actually got I got a yellow card in my, what was it? It was against Central Catholic. I don't remember what number game it was, but fairly quickly in my college, or college, in my soccer career, I got a yellow card because one of our rivals... Uh, t- one of the guys in the rival, our school's rival team, was 
he was dating one of the girls who went to Cornerstone at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm talking about Jalen. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I just remember <laughs> I, I was I was fed I was fed up with him because we neither of us could win the ball, and so I just dropped my shoulder, boom, <clears throat> sent him into the uh, out of bounds, and I got a yellow, so I had to go sit down. But that was awesome. I think you got the because we had a tradition where, like, the players showed the most grit or whatever got this like dog chain. We had a chain that said dog on it. Like D-A-double-G, not like dog, but um, I think you got the, the chain that game, if I remember right. I don't know if it was that game, maybe but I, maybe I, I remember I did get the dog chain in one game. <laughs> Cade, this is totally going to come through on the mic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I had to blow my nose real quick. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, so <clears throat> anything else you want to expand upon for soccer? Not really. I mean, it was a short season. I loved it. I don't regret playing at all. A lot of fun. I enjoyed being around my guys on the team. It was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. It was fun. So, let's kind of like zoom out a little bit. So, we just talked about soccer. That's your junior year mm-hmm. in high school. Okay? Junior year. So, as some of you have heard, it was the middle of junior year, right around Christmas time. Well, probably a little before that, that Will got the news that his family would be moving to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. This was about maybe a quarter into the basketball season. Um, so we want to talk. We want to expand upon what that was like for you. You know, you're an upperclassman at the school with all your friends. Yep. What was your What was going through your mind? What happened? What was that day like when you found out? Sure. Um, well, my parents were sneaky. Okay. They took their anniversary trip out to South Dakota and you know my sister and I didn't think anything of it they're like oh romantic trip sure whatever to the Black Hills uh, to the Black Hills yes to Rapid City and uh, (laughs) they come back and we find out later that they were not there just for their anniversary they were looking at schools checking out the area and doing all that sort of thing so we find out in October of my junior year of high school we find out that we're moving and uh our mom, my mom and dad had sat Catherine and I down before because they were, they had told us, you know, after you both graduate from Cornerstone, we, we plan on moving just, we want to get out of Illinois. And so we understood that. And, uh, we knew that day was coming, but we did not expect it to happen while we were still in high school. Right. And, uh, so yes, yeah, so we got that news in October and, uh, it was a really short turnaround. We, our first day in Rapid City was January 1st. So we had about two and two months and two weeks, maybe something like that, to pack up and get out of the house. So um, the house did sell before we moved, which was good because that was a really short turnaround by the time we listed it and moved. So we were thankful to get the house closed on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember leading up to moving, I was really excited. At this point in my high school career at Cornerstone, I was so not unhappy. I was, I did not like it. Uh, sure, I had my friends and everything like that, which was good still, but I, um, I had a lot of bad memories with basketball, and there was some scarring that had happened there mentally from my first couple years of high school. And unfortunately, I had moved right when things had gotten better with my coaches, with Coach Shippert specifically. So we were on good terms at this point my junior year, and uh, unfortunately, that was when we moved. So huh. that, that sucked. But um, I remember I was so ready to move, and I remember joking with my dad and being like, there's going to be so many girls, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I remember I was excited to leave. I was ready to go. I wanted to change. And, uh, 
yeah, I was I was unhappy in Illinois and I was ready to go. Yeah. So, I guess fast forward a little bit, right? You move January. <clears throat> Talk to me a little bit about you start second semester of junior year at a different school. Mm-hmm. Totally different dynamic, right? Absolutely. I mean, instead of a small Christian private school, <clears throat> excuse me, you're at a big public school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was it like? Loved it. Yeah. I loved it at first. <clears throat> at first. At first. Um, there were so many more people. It felt like an actual high school instead of just a small community, so to speak, uh-huh. at Cornerstone. And so I was, I was very excited. We had football games. Never had had that before. I mean, football season was done when I got there, but at least we had them. And then uh, I was very excited. Uh, the only hard part really was that I hadn't really met a lot of people yet. Okay. So I was figuring out friendships and trying to find a group yeah. was a little bit tough, for, especially coming in halfway through your junior year. I mean, everybody's got their friend groups by that time. So I had, I mean, I stuck with the guys on the basketball team for the most part that I met at uh, Stevens. But outside of that, um, I just, I really enjoyed it. I, there was a lot more people, a lot more to do, bigger school, which I had always wanted to be a part of. So that, it was a lot of fun at first. But um, as time went on, I realized a lot of the guys at a big school are people that I do not want to be friends with or mm-hmm. hang out with. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of made things a little bit lonely because... Even some of the guys on the basketball team I didn't want to hang out with outside of practice. So, made it a little bit lonely. I had my family, and that was good. Uh, I had the dogs, which was good. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I really, outside of sports and school, I wasn't doing a whole lot. I was yeah. just kind of hanging out in my room and uh, hanging out with the fam. What kind of what kind of things did you <clears throat> like to do? Like, I know you... You were a reader. You like you loved to read growing up. Yeah, and I was then, a nerd as a kid. We missed that. <clears throat> and was, then, right, you didn't read a ton, mm-mm. but you kind of got back into that, right? Yeah, I did get back into reading a little bit. I mean, there's not really a great story behind that. I just right. was like, I am spending way too much time doing nothing. I need to start growing my mind. So I just, <laughs> so I just started reading stuff. I didn't start out with anything fancy. I think the first book that I really read all the way through was uh, a oh what book was it? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I just started getting back into reading. I started to find some things to occupy with my time. I played cards a lot. Um, eventually, I ended up wound up, wound up getting a uh, gaming system, which I had never had before, other than a Wii, I guess. And so that way, I made it good. I was able to connect with the people back in Illinois, which was good. So, yeah. Do you do any, like, I don't know, outdoor activities? I know, like, there's, you know, scenic and... yeah. I'm actually glad you bring that up. So in Rapid City, there's a lot of outdoor things to do. I mean, the Black Hills are quite literally your back door. I mean, there's incredible views five minutes from your house. Um, But shortly after I got to Rapid City, uh, I wanted to shoot guns. I had never done that before Mm -hmm. because in Illinois, for those of you that live in Illinois, you know that's a process. And so I just never taken the time to do that. And so um, I wound up getting... Just a little twenty two to learn on, just a rifle. Um, it's a Savage, and uh, oh, it's a Savage Arms brand, that's what that is. And uh, had fun with that, we just went out and shot on Beretta Road, and it was a ton of fun. And uh, let's see, this past summer, I went and bought another twenty two. I was looking for a bigger caliper bullet, but couldn't find one for the price I wanted. Uh, but this one is a bolt action instead of a semi-auto, and it's got a scope on it. So I love learning how to dial in scopes and yep. doing all that sort of thing and shoot 
controlled laying down. So yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's fun stuff out there. Yeah. There's just a lot more freedom in Rapid City and in South Dakota in general than you would find in Illinois as far as firearms and things like that go. So that's been fun to do at least. Yeah. <clears throat> to circle back really quick, just to Stevens, the high school mm-hmm. you were at. Oh, yep. Um, you said you enjoyed it to start with. Mm-hmm. Did that change? Well, like senior year at all, or sure. Tell us a little bit about basketball. What was that like oh, having boy. to transition to a different team? Basketball was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It was absolutely horrible. Um, Worse than any experience I had had in Illinois. But I did my best to carry myself as well as I could. Um, There were definitely moments where um, I had a hard time staying calm, I suppose. Having a good attitude. Yeah, having a good Mm -hmm. attitude, sure. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. Just uh, And part of it had to do with transitioning halfway through my junior year. And so all those guys had already had chemistry, and I was just coming in. But uh, yeah, didn't did not like it there. But I did learn a lot. So did that you was ever, good. Did you ever have feelings of like, <clears throat> obviously, like you move junior year and you're over there, and you know all your other friends are are back in Illinois? Did you ever feel like left out or missing out or I don't know? Did you have any like regrets or like a change of attitude? I know you're excited mm-hmm. at first to leave. Did you ever feel like, oh man, I, like maybe I took it for granted or anything like I don't know? Like yeah, that. I definitely took it for granted. Um, that was one of the biggest things that I had learned was not to wish away the present and hopes for, you know, the future, like the grass ain't greener on the other side. And so, uh, learned that quickly. So I speak from experience whenever somebody asks about that. And, uh, I do regret not spending as much time with friends and growing relationships as I should have. I, for the most part, if I wasn't at school and if I wasn't doing homework, I was, at the house or I was locked in at the gym and that I mean I didn't I still hung out with my friends I wasn't a total no lifer but I did not spend as much time as I wish I would have I don't outside of those things relationally I don't have a whole lot of regret I mean I think I could say this but I remember times where you come back and visit right Mm -hmm. and I remember your you were like man I like I want to come back for senior year yeah or um so although you look back on it now, right, and you're you're grateful for maybe some of the experiences, even as hard as they could have would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember you coming home, and then we would talk, and you'd be like, "Man, I just I want to come back for my senior year." I or, tried to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, I guess just to kind of wrap up the basketball aspect. Sure. What was it like? I know you got to come with us to the state tournament senior year. Oh, yeah. How did you kind of wrestle with watching us be successful Mm -hmm. and not being able to be as much of a part of it as you hope to be? Sure. Um, I mean, it sucked. It was was a bittersweet. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It was bittersweet. Because I know know that I should have been in those games playing with you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. If I hadn't moved, I knew I'd be on that court at U of right. I, but it's just some people laughing in the hallway. Yeah. But uh, um, I really enjoyed watching you guys be successful. I wasn't I wasn't bitter in the sense of that should be my success too. Yeah. I just wish I could have been on the court to share the moment with right. you guys. Yeah. Because that was so huge for us finally getting to state after getting so close every time. Yeah. So I mean I'm very thankful that I was able to be there and I was 
given the gift of being able to ride with you guys on the bus with the police escort to the game and I got to be like I got my own little team thing so coach Shippert um, bless his heart he was able to whip that together for me so I was able to be be with you guys in the locker room and do all that sort of stuff even though I wasn't technically part of the team so that was a huge blessing that I still, even though I wasn't necessarily on the court with you guys, I was still able to be a part of the team in that way, yeah. which felt good. Um, very thankful for that opportunity. And uh, oh man, I was I was yelling and screaming my heart out. I was, <laughs> oh man, I got to sit right up. As, I was just sitting as close as I could to the bench. I was sitting as close as I could to the court. I remember I was cheering like you guys on somewhere online. I'm sure you could find it or maybe in newspaper articles you can find the pictures. But, I mean, I I have a picture framed on my desk back in Rapid City of me screaming next to Ryan and Micah mm-hmm. and Josh. And we were just going crazy because I, I don't know whether – doesn't somebody scored, and we were going crazy, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. It was a great experience. I just – I loved it, but it was bittersweet for sure. Yeah, yeah I kind of want to move to – so, like, at the end of your junior year to – you know, when I finally, like, I mean, we talked on the phone mm-hmm. and, um, you, you've changed a lot. You've, you've had a lot of growth. And so, um, both spiritually and even your personality and stuff. So I would just be curious to know, like, how did that experience like grow you and, you know, make you into a better person? Sure. Well, um, first it would start off just with the, all the different emotions that happened after moving and being lonely there and missing Cade and Ryan and all the people and Josh and all the people and Connor too but uh, I missed all the people back home and so all the emotions that came with that really stirred up some anger I was never really a super angry person but I became one and um, I became angry and there was no real need for that and so um, all the emotions with moving kind of changed me in a bad way um, and then shortly, let's see, not shortly, it was towards the end of junior year. Um, no, I'm sorry, summertime. I started talking to this girl in the summertime after my junior year, and uh, we started dating, and she was a huge influence on my life in a positive way. Um, took away some of that loneliness that I felt missing mm-hmm. you guys back home, and then also just uh, helping me grow individually, pointing me towards God, which was something that I needed at the time. I didn't have a whole lot of that. Um, So that was good. And so she was a huge influence on my life in a very positive way. And then, uh, let's see, what was your other question, Ryan? You asked me about, oh, growing. Mm -hmm. So um, through her and through mom and dad, uh, just kind of keeping, trying to tell me, you know, you're going to be all right, figure it out. My relationship with God, I don't want to say it was great, but it was at least there versus not being there at all. And so I started going to church a little bit more. Um, and I, I, I'm going to admit it, I wasn't great at reading my Bible and praying a whole lot, but I would say at least I knew God was real, and I always knew He was real, but I took it a little bit more seriously. And then... Um, I hit a point in my life where I was hurting a lot and that relationship with God that I just talked about became very real 
and it was something that I knew I needed rather than just kind of being lukewarm with. It was something that I knew I needed to take very seriously and be on fire for. And so um, I just kind of broke down with God. I hit a, I hit a low and just cried out because I had nowhere else to turn. And since that moment and the, that time period, um, I have grown a lot spiritually. Um, it's been nice, too, to be around Cade and Ryan now that I'm at UNW because they they help. Um, I don't know what the right word is. You guys want to help me out here? What's the right word? We we hold each other accountable. There you go. Yeah. So if, if one of us isn't spending a whole lot of time in our Bibles, I know um, we try to do some devotionals and encourage each other and do different things like that. So um, growing-wise, I would say wrapped up in a little cute little box, I'd say... Started with um, being emotionally, or not emotionally, spiritually dead um, move, after moving to Rapid and just being lonely and hating it and wanting to go back home. And then through my relationship with um, Julia, everything became a little bit better and less lonely. And she was kind of helping me point, towards, point me towards God, which mm-hmm. was good. Um, so I became um, not spiritually dead anymore. Or I guess I was emotionally dead, too. I hated it. Anyway, um, so I became a little bit more active in searching out God at that time, but still not uh, still not to the point where I am now. And then after that time of, um, well, during, I'm sorry, during that time of hurting, I cried out to God. And then uh, that's been something that's stirred me and kept me going since and just actively seeking Him out and trying to do my best to follow him and shine his light wherever I go. Yeah. Well, that's, it's been one of the biggest encouragements to me in the last seven months or whatever it's been to like when, when I wake up, I get a text from Will and it's like, Hey, make sure you're in God's word this morning. That does not you happen know? every day. Disclaimer. I know, but like <laughs> really to, to see like, that become a priority for you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like for you to be really to fall, to watch you kind of like fall in love with Jesus mm-hmm. has been a huge encouragement to me, um, has helped me be more disciplined. And I'm sure Ryan could say the same oh, thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, you mentioned we're all together here at UNW, mm-hmm. and that's something we're really passionate about is like, hey, we're here for a reason. God has a purpose for us all being here at the same time. Let's keep each other accountable. Let's mm-hmm. pursue after him first. Um, and that's been able to grow our relationship too. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit now. Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. I want to say one more thing before we go into your next question. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I'm very thankful for the people around me who have influenced me and pushed me towards God. Mm-hmm. Because that's been, without that, I mean, who knows where I'd be. Right. So I just wanted to kind of blanket statement that and just make that clear. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, next, your question. Yeah. It sounds to us like you're very, you know, how you the way you put it earlier is you're very family oriented. Mm-hmm. And that's been a huge part of your life. Talk to us a little bit about um, Lord willing, of course, mm-hmm. what your hopes are for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can even add on anything about like influences and stuff sure from your life throughout this question sure well i think 
We need a little bit of context before I talk about my future plans. My dad um, had his own business from 2011, I believe, till uh, up until we moved. Yep. And, well, he took a break when we moved and then restarted his business out in Rapid City and does just some odd jobs on the side now that he's getting older. But anyway, um, I got to see my dad start his own business and be successful in that. So that has played a huge role in my goals for the future because I got to see the freedoms that came with being his own boss. So he was able to come to all my sports games, which was huge. He was able to be there for our family instead of, you know, maybe working long hours after the office hours of the day are over. To, he was able to come home after work and just hang out with the fam and help raise my sister and I, which was good. And so witnessing him be his own boss was definitely something that's marked me. And that is something I am striving for and something I want to aim for, for the same reasons that my dad probably started it. I mean, being able to have the freedom schedule-wise to attend to your family's things and be with your kids. And then also um, the freedom that comes with not having to worry about a whole lot of external factors corporately. You can handle that yourself and just be your own boss. So, I mean, blanket statement freedoms is just a huge thing for me and in working. And I... I Definitely, my dad has influenced me in becoming one or striving to become an entrepreneur and right. be successful in my own lane. And you're studying kinesiology. I am studying kinesiology. And so I enjoy athletics. It's been my life for a long time and just being around athletes. So a goal of mine would be at least the working plan now is to uh, graduate from college with a kinesiology degree. Possibly do therapy. I'm not sure. That's a lot of school. I might take a break to work and then go back to college for PT. But um, I would like to graduate from college with a kinesiology degree, um, work at a gym, um, and not just not not Crunch or Planet Fitness, but I mean a real gym that trains athletes. Shout out Physio Sports Performance in Rapid City, something like that. Um, work with those guys because I enjoyed lifting there and growing there. <clears throat> And then uh, hopefully be able to start my own gym or something along those lines or start a clinic if I do PT, something like that, to help care for people who are hurting with injuries or to help grow people who want to become better athletes. So, or just even people who just want to get in shape too. It doesn't have to be athletes. It can just be people striving to get better physically. What about like family? Oh, family goals? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you said right. you're family oriented. Let's I am family here. oriented. Um, let's see here. Family goals. I mean, I would like to be married. That'd be pretty cool. Um, timeline? Yeah. You know, who knows? But do you have like a preferred age to be married at? Not that like you need to crunch it in. Okay. Here's the deal. Right? Here's the deal. Let me say <laughs> this. Ideally, I'd want to be married. Post. I, I don't want to be married in college. That'd okay. be awful. I just. Not for me. Not my, not for me. Uh, post college, I would like to be engaged or married, and then I don't want to have kids for a couple years. Okay. Here's why. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to enjoy spending time with my wife traveling, and just to go to see different countries and go different places. Honeymoon? Where are you going? Like, where's where's the spot? That's a great question, actually. So, I'm part Italian. Mm. Shout out, Dad. And uh, Big B. He's got the the olive skin. He's got the nose for it. He doesn't. He people say we're not Italian. I claim to be Italian <laughs> because my dad's got the olive skin, which didn't come from nowhere. 
then I've got the nose of an Italian, which, by the way, was confirmed by a thoroughbred Italian that I used to work with. They were like, yep, you've got the Italian nose. My dad's got the skin. They were like, somewhere in your family is Italian. So I claim it. It's not official according to Ancestry, but I claim, I claim it. So I'd love to go to Italy. I've, I've always wanted to go there. I want to live on Lake Como. So if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's beautiful. I would like to at least go there on the honeymoon or something to go to Lake Como. Anyway... Let me circle back. So uh, I'd love to spend some time just with my wife and then post maybe a couple years down the road, have a couple of my own. Uh, I'm thinking four tops. Okay. I don't really want to do more than four. I know Cade wants a big family. I would like to have maybe three as a sweet spot. I hope you have four. Yeah, four would be cool. It would be. Yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, it's whatever the Lord gives me. But Here's a side question. What's up? Would you ever name... Your say you have a son. Would you mm-hmm. ever name your son John William Dorch the second? Ooh. Ooh, I've never thought about it. Doesn't I like how you said that though? Yeah. That don't sound bad. I might, <laughs> I might. I don't know though. I'm curious. I could yeah. see you doing that. John William Dorch the second. Yeah, oh, I don't mind that. Yeah. And you <laughs> could even call him John instead of Will. I could. You know, it's true. Because yeah. I go by Will. But right. Yeah. That's not bad. I might have to be thinking about that. Think about that one. I got a long time. Yeah, you say you, that, though. it takes several years to you know have kids. You know, and that means when you're in Italy, you know, you can you know start thinking of names. There we go. Right? So. Yeah. Also, totally random. I saw the name Uriah in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I know that's a really old name. I don't mind it. Uriah. Uriah. Uriah Dorch. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I just that hap- I was Uriah? just. In, Thank I, God. That reminds me of the guy from uh, that one book we read. Uh, in, in AP. Anyway, uh, sorry, dude, that's really random. Nerd, <laughs> nerd. You write a heap. Anyway, oh, remember yeah, right. redhead? Redhead, yeah, I do remember that. Sorry, anyway. that was that super was random. shout out to Mrs. Sandy again. Oh, okay, sure, we'll leave it. Okay, <laughs> no, no, you know, talked about like you liked cars growing up. Uh-huh. Of course, you are, from what I understand, a pretty big car guy, right? Can yeah, you, here's I mean, the deal. Yeah, talk, talk through yeah. it. Yeah. I don't have a ton of hands-on experience. I would say at this point in my life, I'm definitely more of an enthusiast than I am hands-on with the cars. I think that's accurate. I know how to do some stuff. Like I can change my oil, I can change brakes, I can do a couple small things like that. But I don't know a whole lot about you know swapping engines or transmission stuff. I have a lot of car knowledge, but I'm not super great with the technical hands-on stuff. But I do love cars. Fast and Furious got me on that. I started watching those again, and then I got uh, the Cars movie when I was a kid. So it's all kind of coming together. You need to pick one car, and oh, I'm only I'm limiting you to one. No, you cannot, you cannot do that. Yes, I me. can. No, you can't. You cannot say oh. this or that or this. It's one car right now. Oh, and color, this? and color. What's on your mind? Oh man, one car. Not give me. Do not give me two. It's one. Oh, man, this is so hard. You guys, this is so hard. I have so many cars that I want. I are, like. I have a dream ten car garage. Yeah. Oh. I know what Ryan's. One be. car. <laughs> one car. One car. One car. See, here's the deal. I gotta try and incorporate utility, family no. space, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. fun all into one. Car. No, I don't. No. Stop. Just you, right now. Oh, just me. Car. Okay. Well, so you, you if, the, I, you if I could have one car right now, don't worry about kids. Don't worry about family. One car right now. Yes. What would I pick? It's between two. No, I said uh, give me one of them. It's between two. Of, okay, actually it's between three. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kate asked for one. Okay, I'll give you my three, and then I'm gonna narrow it down. Here's what we got. I know that they're pretty common answers though for any self-respecting car guy. I'm gonna go Skyline GTR. I'm gonna go Mark IV Supra. 
and I'm gonna go um, 2000 Integra GSR. Um, if I gotta narrow it down from there though, oh man, that's so tough. That's hard. All right. Well, there's your there's just three. Yeah, I like those three cars. Yeah. But you said one, so let me pick one. Fine. Okay. I think. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna Supra. I'm going Supra. Okay. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna well, go Supra. I think that kind of like concludes our our questions for Will tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, Will, thank you for your sharing your story, being honest with us about you. um, how you've grown. It's cool to hear how all the different changes, um, wherever you've been, how that's shaped you and how Mm -hmm. that's changed you, right? Uh, This is, like Ryan said at the beginning of the episode, this is the end of this three-part series here. Um, We will be coming out with some more episodes soon, though, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, We just wanted to give you guys a deeper dive into who we are. Um, I guess you can kind of hear a little bit about how we our friends in these episodes too. We just want yeah. you guys to know us a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, especially for the future episodes, you know, go ahead, make sure, uh, to check out if you haven't already, even, even if you have go check out our pinpoint 309 merch, you can find the link in the Instagram. We got some new updated prices for you guys. Hopefully they're more flexible. We really want you guys to feel like you're able to uh, rep the brand and not have to drop a pretty pi- a pretty price. Ryan, tell us a little bit more. Um, you said you're maybe working on some designs that could come out too in the future. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's not just what we have out. That's, you know, I got some things in the works. So we're going to have, you know, we updated the prices. Like Kate said, we want to give you guys the best deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have some new designs coming out. So keep checking the link. We'll, I'm sure Kate will post about it when a new some new designs drop, but we got some things in the works. So be to, you guys have something to look forward to. Yeah. And then make sure to like, when we start posting some stuff too, we'd love if you guys like interact with us too. So feel free to drop any questions or like any comments, you know, DM us on Instagram and we want to hear a little bit about what you guys think and some feedback too. We're excited yeah. about the future and we value your, uh, opinions and your perspective too. So, and I was just gonna tag along with what Kate said. I mean, we kind of just glanced over each other's lives a little bit in the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. We looked at each other's lives a little bit more closely. But if you guys have any questions about it, I'm, I mean, I can speak for myself here. I'm an open book, so if you guys want to know anything, please reach out um, via Instagram to the Pinpoint Three Hundred Nine account, and uh, I'd be happy to get back with some answers. I'm sure Kate and Ryan would feel the same. Yeah, I think to uh, just you know. Uh, what do you call this? Just an exciting potential. This is a sneak peek. We might be dropping a giveaway soon on the merch. So be on the lookout for for any updates on the stories and stuff. There might be uh yeah, there might be some some coming soon, so I'd have the Instagram feed on. So anyways, without further ado, I think that wraps things up for tonight. Uh thank you guys for listening. Three oh nine out. Oh,